welcome back to another episode. My name is Luke Hardacre and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. This podcast is all about straight to the point and in-depth surf coaching, something that you can take away and implement into your surfing every week. But the main focus of this is really just to get you thinking, asking yourself questions so that when you surf or train, you can ask yourself, how did that feel? How did I move? And how does that affect my surfing? This week's topic is really exciting. It's all about the power zones of waves and how you can tap into them. But for a lot of people, it's going to be how you can understand them and how you can actually notice them and tap into them. So if you're an intermediate surfer, this is massively going to help you with your bottom turns and building flow between waves. If you're a beginner, it's going to be all about the building blocks as you progress. And understanding this is going to help you progress further in your surfing. So as you start tapping into that bottom power zone and start feeling and moving more and trying more things in the surf, understanding this is going to rapidly help you. So you're going to start feeling more acceleration from the wave, more power. And that's the key. This topic has come through from the community. There's been a couple questions come through, uh, namely from Joe and uh, Stephen, who they will probably know themselves by name. Um, but I've had a couple chats with them and they've asked me specific questions about this. So I thought, why not jump into it? This is a really big topic and something that anyone in surfing should understand. But just quickly, a bit of housekeeping. We've now split this podcast off from the other one. So it's on its own channel. So if you were previously subscribed, you'll need to resubscribe again. And that's just so that if you wanna just listen to surf hacks or just this, you can do that quite easily without having to sift through the other. But if you wanna to listen to both, you've still got the option. You can just subscribe to both. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd really appreciate a review. Anyway, that you can send some feedback, even if you wanna email it in, that'd be great. Constructive criticism, I love. So if you've got some comments on how to improve this, I'd love to know because the main reason for doing this is for you, the community. But the last week or so has been Christmas and New Year's. I hope you've had some great time off. I hope you've managed to get some waves. I incidentally took myself out to the countryside. So quite far away from waves. I just had a week or two away from surf and somehow managed, managed to miss probably the best week of surf here in Cornwall for the last two months or so. That doesn't matter. It's all just having fun and relaxing. It was nice to have some time away from the surf. But anyways, let's get into this week. Understanding the power zones of waves and how to feel the bottom power zone. Power zones. If you're new to Ombi, you may be thinking, what now? What is this? Another name, another thing that's been named something weird and I don't understand. But if you've been around Ombi for a while, you may be rubbing your fingers and thinking, yes, give me the breakdown. This is what I wanted. And it's been a, a much requested topic for a while. But this is also one of the most confusing aspects of surfing. And it's also one of the best kept secrets in surfing. What I'm actually talking about is the parts of the wave that you can draw power from when you're riding a wave. Confused? So there's two of them. And one is obvious and the other is not. Confused even more? If you think about what those could be and where they are, what would you say? Think about it for a minute. Maybe you already know. There's a wrong answer here, and there's a right answer. The wrong answer, if you said the pocket or the peak, 
you're wrong. But you're not also 100% wrong. The pocket and the peak are simply just the location where those power zones are at their strongest. This is because this is where the wave is standing up the most and their effect can be felt the most. So before the explanation, what's the deal with the shoulder then? The shoulder, where most intermediate surfers find themselves racing out towards, trying to find a perfect section to hit, it's where those power zones are at their weakest. And it's why you shouldn't race out to them or take off on the shoulder. You're going to find it harder coming into a wave, taking off from the shoulder where the power zones are weaker. The wave hasn't formed properly yet. It's not standing up and doesn't have the force to break yet. So there is far less power in the wave for you to tap into. The two power zones then. The obvious one is the top of the wave and the lip, but the power source isn't the lip, it's gravity. From here, you can ride down the wave and accelerate. That's it, pretty much like rolling down a ramp and a skateboard in some ways. The other is the bottom of the wave, and that's what this is all about. This may be confusing and you may be thinking, how's the bottom of the wave a power source? There's no gravity or anything there, so what's the go? Whether you realize it or not, this bottom zone you've, you've felt before and subconsciously you've been aware of. But real quick, and the short version of this, is that the bottom power zone is created by drawing up off the bottom and sucking water up the face of the wave. As it draws up the wave, it is resisting gravity. And eventually, as it reaches the top of the wave and the wave starts to break, gravity throws it back down. Now, waves also have forward momentum and obviously that's how they reach our shores. But let's just leave that part of the wave's power aside. Taking into account these two power zones, we have the top power zone, strongest part, right at the top of the wave. Think of it like a giant skating ramp. The bigger that ramp is, the bigger that power zone is going to help you. But with the bottom, there's a point where the bottom power zone, where that water's drawing up the wave, is strongest. And if you take into account gravity, gravity's fighting against the water that's drawing up the wave. It's pushing it back down. So then the strongest part of the wave is the bottom of the wave, where it doesn't have to fight gravity. This is not the flats. The flats are in front of the wave, and water drawing or sucking up the wave is far less here. Hence why surfers get stuck in the flats, and there's rarely much power to tap into easily. This point right here is extremely hard to feel and understand for most surfers. So I'm gonna break down how to tap into this power zone and also, how to experience it and understand its existence. If you want to tap into the bottom power zone, all you have to do is a bottom turn. That's it. It's just a bottom turn. And a bottom turn is a maneuver that causes your surfboard to accelerate. It's not just the speed you had from dropping down the wave face. If you don't agree with this, think about it this way. If you're going across the wave, instead of surfing top to bottom, you're surfing mid-faced. How are you generating speed? Because you aren't really going down the wave face, right? And how many times have you actually gone down the wave to build speed? The same thing applies with pumping and people going for airs. They're doing consistent smaller bottom turns to quickly tap into the power zone to accelerate, but not to go up the wave face. Whereas the bottom turn, it's typically a long drawn out maneuver and you hold it for several seconds. It's done by rolling your rail, presenting that edge of your board to the bottom power zone where water is drawing up the face. The outline and shape of your board combined with the power zone 
causes your board to turn and accelerate up the wave. The longer you hold that bottom turn, the more acceleration and the more vertical or bigger the turn is. Fully explaining the bottom turn is a whole other conversation, but that's the nuts and bolts of it. So now we can kind of deal more with the bottom power zone. When you're surfing, you have to feel the movements. And as they say, only a surfer knows the feeling. It's harsh, but true to say this, but most surfers don't know what it is or what it feels like. Most haven't felt that feeling. They're too busy surfing mid-faced and racing out for the shoulder. To get it, you have to do a big bottom turn in the pocket, tap into the bottom power zone at its strongest and hold onto that turn for several seconds. For most beginner and intermediate surfers, how do you then learn to tap into this feeling? How do you learn to tap into the bottom power zone other than just blanketly saying, go do a bottom turn? I want to explain my first experience meeting Clay, the failures that I had in the surfing and how that whole experience went with me learning to tap into the bottom power zone. When I first met Clay about a decade ago, he was working on my surfing and this was one of those lessons he gave me the hard way. He had told me about it, but I didn't know how, how to feel it and wasn't even aware that I didn't know. I thought I knew, but what I knew was completely wrong. This was painful. And as we worked on my bottom turn, because I kept doing it wrong and pretty much was safety surfing and surfing mid-faced in front of the pocket. In true clay fashion, he pulled me up the beach and showed me my very unappealing or unsurprising surfing and we analyzed it. Other than my ego taking a big hit, that was a light bulb moment I personally had. The day we were surfing was rubbish, but as I learned, you're only as good as how well you surf bad waves. Clay and I noticed something in my surfing. I wasn't doing a good bottom turn when I should have been, but I was doing something similar. The surf that day was full of closeouts, and a lot of my waves repeated me kicking out. But I wasn't kicking out the top. I was kicking through the wave as it closed out. I was missing a chance to do a turn, but we noticed I was actually doing a big bottom turn to accelerate and push through the back of the wave. I was loading up a big, drawn out, and held maneuver, I was just applying it wrong. From this, Clay said, go back and do that first time, every time with your bottom turn. But instead of kicking out, look up the lip that you wanna hit. With some added enthusiasm after my ego hit, I went out and tried it and I completely shocked myself. My first wave, I tapped into the bottom power zone in the pocket and I got so much acceleration, I completely shocked myself and forgot to do a turn. Clay dragged me up into the beach and said, what the hell happened? You didn't even try to turn. I just looked dumbstruck and I said, I got so much acceleration and speed, I didn't know what to do with it or how to react quick enough. The point of that story is that we, uncon we unconsciously know parts of this power zone, but we haven't tapped into it for the purpose of our bottom turn. If you've kicked out through the back of a wave, and instinctively loaded up a big turn to accelerate through the back of, back of the wave. You've unconsciously known to get through. You need power, acceleration, and to change direction. Now you just need to apply that to your bottom turn. Do it in the pocket and start trying to feel the difference between where you do your bottom turn and how that affects the acceleration you generate. So other than how to tap into it, how I learned to find it the first time 
and how you can apply that same principle to your own surfing. I want to spend the rest of this actually on how to identify it. Because for a lot of surfers, this bottom power zone is like a mystery. It's some El Dorado or something that we've never experienced. or We don't even believe it exists. So if people don't believe it exists, we need to understand that we've actually felt this before. And there are times in your surfing when you're going to be like, oh crap, yeah, I remember that. That was the bottom power zone in effect. So that's what I want to spend the rest of this on. For surfers who feel like they've never tapped into this bottom power zone or they still don't understand it, the good part is that no doubt you've subconsciously felt this in this water drawing up the wave before and you've done it plenty of times. You've just been unaware of it. There are a few easy ways you've felt this before. You've been stuck in the shore break, you've been duck diving and you've been sucked backwards or you've been body surfing. Each one of these is a slightly different way of feeling this power zone and the effect, but altogether, they give a full picture of how this power works. So I'm going to go through each one and how you can understand and see this power zone in effect. Regardless of how long you've been surfing or what style of surfing you do, you've probably been stuck in shore break before. You've played in it or you've been getting in or out of a spot via rocky entrance and the shore break or just the waves coming in and out has made that experience tricky. If you think back to that experience, especially near rocks, You'll remember that feeling as the water sucks out towards an incoming wave. And as the wave gets closer, the suction becomes stronger. As the wave breaks, that force is gone. But as another wave comes, it begins again. I felt this the other day, right where I was halfway between the shore break, but my feet couldn't touch the sand. I was trying to touch my feet on the sand, and all I could do was be sucked backwards. And as the wave comes through, it let me go. So I started to paddle back in, found my feet on the ground and got in. But every surf, you somehow managed to feel it. So this suction, this wave pulling water towards it, that's part of the bottom power zone. And not to be confused with gravity, tides, tides caused by the sun and the moon, or just water levels changing. What's happening here is you have swell moving towards the shore with momentum, energy, and a drastic change in water level. I'm no scientist, so I'll keep this a simple, simple explanation. As this wave that's coming through to shallow water hits that shallow bank and begins to stand up, it starts sucking water up with it. The shallower water is pushing the wave upwards. There's an energy and a swell coming towards it from deeper water. And as that energy and power comes in from deeper water to shallow water, it pushes up. So naturally, as it's pushing up, the front of the wave is sucking water up with it. And sometimes you'll see this in more hollower reefs, causing the wave to drop below sea level because it's sucking all that water up with it. So shore break, this bottom power zone is more obvious because you'll most likely have your feet planted on the sand and you can actively feel the water pulling you towards the wave and you're actively trying not to get caught in it. You're fighting that effect and navigating the push and pull of each wave coming in and breaking. If you're still confused by this, go stand in the shore break or closer areas and just watch, observe, and try and spot this effect happening. Watch the water moving with each wave coming in. The next one we've probably all felt, and maybe in bigger surf you've been caught during a duck dive and you've been caught by a wave and sucked backwards, or worse, straight over the falls. This is the same bow zone in effect. A wave has thickness to it, 
And as seen underwater from behind a wave, there's a lot of water moving up the wave as it's breaking. The duck dive is being overpowered by the water, drawing up the wave and pulling you back with it. In some cases, also pushing you up with it and then over the falls. This feeling is so quick and usually overcome by crap, no, but think back to it. It's not the wave's forward momentum that sucks you backwards. That would push you back. It wouldn't suck you. And finally, body surfing. And body surfing is going to be similar to surfing, except instead of the water drawing up and interacting with your board, you'll feel this effect directly on your body and get instant feedback. It's much easier if you do this somewhere tropical where you don't have to wear a wetsuit, but it shouldn't matter either way. Body surfing will put you right in the power source. You have less opportunity to race ahead to the shoulder. It's the pocket or nothing usually. If you reposition and roll using your chest and ribs like rails, you'll engage with the bottom power zone, causing it to act upon you and push you up like a bottom turn. Not everyone will have body surfed like that before, but surely you've played in the surf like that and felt that power zone push upon your chest and keep you afloat. So next time, ask questions. Try to fill it out. Do different things. And how, ask, how would this connect with my surfing? If you've never body surfed using your body to go on rail, try it. You have your leading arm out, which if you're going right, it's your right arm. Then you just need to lean and roll onto that right-hand side. So try it. There's a little extra bit to this. And this is a great comment that came from Stephen from the Ombi community where he was struggling to find this and he was struggling to see it. And it wasn't until he spotted a bottom power zone that he really got it. He was surfing in a spot near Fisherman and saw their lines and sinkers moving and being pulled by the draw of each wave coming in. And that's when it clicked for him. That's when he started subconsciously noticing the water drawing up the wave and being pulled. So if you're still not sure about the bottom power zone, try adapting one of those methods. Try go looking for it. Go watch a surfing clip where it's on dry reef. Watch that water suck out. If you've surfed on rocks before, you may know what this feeling is. I always remember going to a family member's place and surfing where you have one, one rock that you call the suck rock and you stand on it and jump off and catch a wave. And on just on the right tide, you'll be sucked straight into that rock every single time if you're not paying attention. But on the lowest tide, stand on it and jump off. Or on the high tide, it's completely out of play. So the next part to this then is, how do you apply this to your surfing? And for most people, the bottom power zone is gonna be elusive at first, with most surfers oblivious to it. But I don't want that for you. Once you see it and understand it, you can begin to start tapping into it. The learning curve now comes from having the awareness to feel it and find it on each different wave. Observe those who tap into it well and those who don't. Critique surfers' bottom turns, where they're doing them and how they're doing them. This is also connected to how long they hold their bottom turn and the waves they are riding. But as always, surfing is nuanced. Their bottom turn will depend on where they are on the wave, what they're trying to achieve, what they're riding, and the wave itself. Kelly Slater once said something about Bell's Beach years ago during an event where he openly stated he hated Bell's and he felt it was a mediocre wave until he felt and understood that the curve of the wave didn't occur until one third up the wave. This always sat with me as an odd comment until I understood the bottom power zone and what I interpret this as was he was saying 
that he was finding himself stuck in the wrong position, not surfing the wave how it wanted to be surfed, and that its bottom power zone was in a slightly different position than typically expected. The point of this is that you need to find and feel where that bottom power zone is acting on each wave. Use your rail to tap into it. Hold it, but also play around with it. Make mistakes and learn from them. Ask questions, and that is the only way to figure it out. In summary, you have the two power zones, the top of the wave and the bottom of the wave. They're strongest right at the pocket of the wave, where the wave is standing up the most, where it's breaking and not out the shoulder. And the top is affected by gravity. And you think of that like a giant skate ramp. The bigger it is, the faster you roll down it. Whereas the bottom is this water sucking up the wave. It's water being pulled up the wave as that wave continues to stand. And the best way to tap into that is by doing a bottom turn. And to do a bottom turn, all you're doing is rolling your rail into the water to push an edge into that water being sucked up the wave face. The outline of your board, the rocker, and your rail, and there's a whole bunch more to this, but that's what starts causing you to accelerate and turn up the wave. Your board isn't straight, it's a curve, and that's what helps the bottom turn go up to a more vertical position rather than just being pushed flatly up the wave. If you haven't felt the power zone, then try just doing the biggest bottom turns you can. Kick through a wave, do anything that gives you that first feeling, because you may have already been doing it before. And then if you're still not sure, try spotting it. Shore break, duck diving and being pulled back by a wave, body surfing, or just objects in the surf. That's the best way to find it. And if you can see it happening to someone else, you can start understanding how it works. Rocks or anything like that, boils that are created by air pockets and water being sucked up, these are great ways to find the bottom power zone. Does this help explain the bottom power zone and how you can find it, feel it, and understand it? Are you gonna go out and try and feel this next surf? I'd love to know. If you do, go surprise yourself, lower your expectations, and surf just to figure it out. Do big bottom turns in different ways and forget the rest. Anything after that is a win and fun, so there's no pressure. And as always, if you'd like to get in touch, you can email us at info.ombi.co there's been some really great responses, questions, and future topics to cover coming through. I read every email and I try to respond to as many as possible. So keep them coming. And if you've been loving this, feel free to leave us a review. It'd be greatly appreciated. Other than that, next week, I actually want to dive into something that will infect most people in the Ombi community. And that's your land-based training. I've been seeing some errors, some ways to improve it, and ways to make sure that people are training it properly. So I'm going to dedicate the next two episodes to that. And if you're new to Ombi and you'd like to improve your surfing or you want to find out more, you can head to ombi.co and you can scroll all the way down to the bottom and download the Ombi method PDF. This is our head coaches training all wrapped up into one little document that you can take away, read and implement into your surfing. It'll educate you so much more on the bottom power zones and the fundamental movements of surfing. There's so much to it a wealth of knowledge so go check that out otherwise we also have our structured training programs that you can go find out on our website as well otherwise if you want to have more free content we have a whole youtube channel you can head to youtube and search for ombi surf and go through look for our tutorials breakdowns and our live sessions that we do there, answering all your questions but other than that 
I'll see you next time.